In this podcast episode, we're going to talk about the biggest factor to how fast or slow you grow your business. This is the Detailing Business Class Podcast. And a quick note to let you know that next week, the 17th, I'll be opening up enrollment into my online marketing course, SEO for Detailers. This is a course that teaches you everything you need to rank your website on the first page of Google in your local area for targeted keywords. So if you're in Austin, you'd want to rank for keywords like Austin Auto Detailing, Austin Car Detailing, or Mobile Auto Detailing Austin. You can check the show notes down below or the description box if you're watching this on YouTube to get on the waiting list. Okay, let's get back to the episode. And welcome back to a new podcast episode. Glad to have you here. Hopefully your week is going great. It is Thursday, so we're coming on the tail end of the week. So hopefully you've been crushing your goals or maybe you need to take the weekend off, rest, recover, and then go after those big goals next week. Whatever it is, whatever you're doing, I hope you're doing the very best. So in this episode, let's talk about... As the title says, a major hurdle to overcome in your detailing business. Now, I've covered quite a bit of topics as far as the hurdles and problems and things you have to overcome when you start your business. And as you grow, like you're going to come up with like either it's it's marketing or hiring someone or, you know, developing your skills. Um, And I haven't touched on this point yet. This point is 100 percent like a major, like the biggest factor probably or it's top two, top three biggest factors you have to go against that will really have a impact on what you're able to do with your business, how fast you're able to do it, like the the, the flexibility or comfortability that you have. Um, so let's go into this topic. So as a small business, again, as always, I have my iPad here. I'm going to go through my notes and then just expand on those notes. So as a small business, you are up against cash. So actually money, right? Like cash. Um, this will be a leading factor to what you can do or how fast you can grow. So basically it's like the less cash you have, the harder or slower it is to do what you want to do and vice versa. The more cash you have available, not that it becomes easier, but like you're just able to move faster and it's easier because you're able to use more cash to do things, but that doesn't necessarily Actually, not necessarily. That doesn't have a correlation to you like being any more successful, nor does having less cash mean you'll be any less successful. But as like just a a black and white general answer, it's like, yes, if you have more funds available in your business, you're able to do more with it. You're able to make more mistakes. You're able to move faster. You're able to push harder. If you don't have as much as many funds available, you are a lot more limited. You are more cash strapped because your, 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 your runway is a is a pretty popular term when it comes to cash. Your your runway of money, uh, your runway of money is a lot is, is very limited. Um, so like if you like, let's say for instance, right, you have, I'm just using this as an example, right? Please just stick with me here. If you have a hundred thousand dollars to start your business with, right, you have a hundred thousand dollars versus someone that has a thousand dollars, right? Those are two different businesses. Those are two different levels of activities that you can do. Those are two completely different things that you can basically like the way you approach things between having a hundred thousand and one thousand are completely different. So cash plays a major role in what you can do. 
Um, so like basically everything that we're doing here and, and everything that you do in your business is going to be based off of cash flow, right? Meaning like how much money do you have going in versus how much money do you have going out? And the more money you have coming in relative to how much money is going out is the more you can put into your business, right? So like the, you know, like literally anything and, and there's multiple ways that you're able to grow your business, right? For us local detailers that have a detailing business that, you know, we're going to either use just the cash that we have available, right? Whether that's at our day job and we take some of that income and put it into our business, whether that's using the cash flow that we generate in our business and we just reinvest that back into the business. You could go get a loan, which I wouldn't recommend, but that is a a, a form of funding, right? Self-funding is getting a loan out and then getting interest and paying that over X amount of years. You can go and get a grant. I've never heard of anyone doing that, but if there's, well, there's ways of doing that. Um, Anyways, I won't get into that topic, but you can get grants, um, and then you can go and get like, you know, not that this will apply to a local detailer, but you can go and get ventured back, meaning you go and, you know, pitch your business to some investors and give you X amount of money for for X return in, in equity. Um, so there's a lot of ways to get funding or to grow a business. For us, it's got to either be just cash that we have available or a loan. That's typically like I want to say 99.9% of all detailers will go that route. Now for here, like everything that we've, for the most part, like for instance, in our detailing business, the thing that we have um, is like we've used the uh, our our van is on a payment plan, so to speak, right? Because we have a note on there um, with uh, with interest rate, and then um, we have a bit of debt just from like like the big extractor that we purchased that was like three thousand dollars. We put that on on a credit card, and we're just paying that off. But other than that, aside from those two things, um, paying for the rent, upgrading everything that we've got in, um, acquiring the renting out the, the, the second suite, um, the second shop, suite 105, um, you know, paying employees, um, buying things, buying more tools, more products, running ads, all that is through our cash flow, right? So if, you know, if we were making, if we were making three times as much money, right? Let's just, let's keep things super simple. Let's say we're making three times more as we're making now and everything stays relative, right? Well, we'd have more cash available to run more money in ads, to buy more tools and products, to get a bigger shop, to, you know, to do a lot more because we have the funds available. So the way we're able to grow our business or, or get more products or do anything is simply by having cash, by having. So so, it, so it, it's good and bad because if you have, if you're working with your cash flow with cash on hand, so to speak, um, you're in control, right? So it's not like we have like a, like, you know, we don't have a big loan that we're paying against. So we don't have that like urgency of the whole oh, snap. Hey, like we got to, you know, make these payments because interest rate and, you know, whatever, whatever. And of course we don't have like, you know, we don't have any investors. So it's not like the investors is, is, is uh, expecting a four X return in three years. And we have to, you know, get to this point to make it favorable for them. Um, so, you know, that, that, you know, that's, that's a positive. Now a downside to not getting a loan or not having more cash or not having an investor that's just pumping money into your business is that you do move a lot slower because you are only working with the cash you have on on hand. Um, so pros and cons to everything. But again, like I will 99% of the time, I'm going to recommend everyone just do that just with cash. You don't need a loan, at least not now. Once you get to a certain point and it's like you need to make these bigger pushes, you need to make these bigger expansion points. Once your business is there, then yeah, it's going to make sense to maybe get out a loan because like you just, you know, it's just easier to go and get a, a, a $3 million loan and work against that versus trying to, you know, inject $3 million of cash flow into this project that won't yield any returns until, you know, 6 to 12 months down the road. Anyways, 
I'm not trying to get super technical because I don't know much technicality either. Um, but, but there's multitude of ways to get funding, to get money to grow your business. But for us detailers, to, to grow your local detailing business, it's going to be from the cash you have available. So you really have to look at it as like the cash just gives you more opportunity, more flexibility, and more options, right? So if you're working a full-time job, part-time job, whatever the case may be, and you have a, a steady stream of income coming in, and you want to start your business, you are in a favorable position because you not you are not relying on your business to generate all the income to one pay for your business expenses and then to fund or to you know hold your lifestyle. Whereas if you have a full time job, part time job where you're making a steady stream of income, you can you know portion some of that in, some of that um, money into your detailing business, and essentially you don't have to worry if that detailing business makes a profit. Because you have that steady stream of income, right? So that that's a very, 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 very favorable condition. So you know, like if, if you know, it's if someone is is running their business and that's their main source of income, they can only do so much because a big portion of that has to be to what paying expenses, to you know, paying for their lifestyle, whatever that is, right? Those are two separate things: business expenses and then personal expenses. Those are two different things, and then you still have to allocate funds for that to actually inject into your business and keep on growing. Um, so that's why it's like there's no one size there's no one size fits all. Like how I grow my business, how I run my finances, how I pay myself, how we distribute, uh, not, or how we pay employees, how we you know acquire tools and products, how we manage debt. Like that's going to be completely different than the next person. There's no right or wrong answer. There's no like oh this is the best way. It's like what what fits your situation, you know. So don't think like oh well so you know no no you should never go get a loan. It's like maybe a loan for you at the point of your business that you're in maybe it makes sense. Now, if you're if you're you know if you're under a hundred thousand a year and you know it's just you, the, the odds of you needing a loan is very little. You might want a loan because like it, it's like oh man, but I want money to go get all these tools and products. Like in that sense, everyone wants a loan. But as far as like, do you need a loan to that degree to go and like grow your business and go hit you know five thousand a month, six thousand a month? Not really, you know. So you know it's good and bad. Again, it's good and bad in both ways. However you want to see it. Um, but you know, like I always say, it comes down to your goals. You know, like if, if you, if you're like, I, I know for a fact without a shadow of a doubt that I'm going to hit 1 million in revenue within three years and you need to go pull a loan out for a hundred thousand. It's like, not that I would recommend that, but like, if you are so dead serious, like, you know, it's going to happen, then why would you not go get a loan of a hundred thousand at a whatever, 7% 7% interest rate if you know for a fact you have the strategy, the proven game plan to hit a million dollars in three years, right? Again, that's a made-up example, but you get what I'm saying where every single person will be different. If, if you if you are not inclined to take out a loan or to, you know, take money from investors, whatever that means, um, or to, like, you know, it reinvest a lot of the profits back into the business and take as little money as you can so that you can keep on growing. Like, everyone is going to be different. Every The way you grow your detailing business is up to you. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Don't worry about what they're doing. Don't, don't worry about what they did. Don't worry, don't worry about what they're telling you. It's you are there in your own business. You can make your own calls. You can make your own decisions. And anyone else that says, oh, you should have you done this is only playing Monday morning quarterback, right? Like, you are in the weeds. You are in the trenches. You are in the game. You are the one making the game time decisions. You are the one calling the plays. And if you think, if you worry about anyone else that might say, oh, well, well, they did it like this and, and they did it like that, or maybe I'm doing it wrong. No, there's only the way you did it and you keep on moving with that. That's the only thing. Whatever decision you make, whatever decision you are making, you make that, you commit to it, and you continue to go. And from there, you're gonna make you're gonna make mistakes, right? Um, you know, getting a credit card and I don't know, putting 
$7,000 in debt on it, right? That could be a mistake. Could could not. Could be. I don't know, but that, that could be a mistake. Um, you know, going out and getting that $100,000 loan. I don't know. I mean, at the time, it, it was probably like a smart, committed, uh, you know, decision of yours. But after six months, you're like, oh, man, this was a bad idea. Mistakes are going to happen. And yes, it sucks that it's money and that like there's actual consequences with it. But it's like you're going to make a mistake. You think like every dollar I've ever spent or every dollar we've put into ads or every dollar we've put into marketing or every dollar we've put into hiring someone has yielded a return like in, in a positive form. No, not at all. Right. Like we've wasted thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars over the years because not everything is going to tr- like work out. Like just you think like every product that Amazon or Apple or Tesla has put out like has worked. No, like if you go back to Apple's history and all the things that they launched, a lot of things they kill because they just they didn't sell. Right. I mean, look like look at literally anyone, Microsoft, Xbox, like game, like uh, like games that you play on, on consoles. Um, and like some games, some things just don't, you know, turn out the way they thought they would. And it's like, OK, well, hey, scratch that on to the next one. Right. So like, you know, am I going to tell you, hey, yeah, go go away and, and waste, you know, five thousand dollars? No, of course not. But the reality is. As you're moving your business, as it's happening, you are making decisions based on the, you know, information you have at that very given moment, based on how you feel, your confidence, your goals. And sometimes you make that decision right there and it's like, yes, this is going to work out. And in three months, you're like, oh, man, that was a bad decision. It's going to happen. Right. I don't, you know, I hope when it does happen to you, it's like this much of an impact, but it might not be. It might be a bigger impact. Right. So it's like you won't know what's a good decision or what's a bad decision until you make that decision, right? I mean, you, you again, you can play the what-if game forever and always win or always lose depending on how you say it, right? Like, if you want it to be, you know, if you want to go and pull out that $50,000 loan, it might work out in your favor, right? It might not work out in your favor. It's just, you can always say, well, you know, if I get the loan and then I run these ads and then I get these amount of customers, it's going to work out. Or you get this loan, you run these ads, I don't get customers. Now I'm in debt. Like you can go both ways if you're playing the what if game. But until you actually get out there and make the decision, you're not going to know. So let's see what else we have here. Um, yeah. So and as, as a quick little side tangent or not side tangent, but like that's why other companies like other tech companies, like let's say um, even I mean, I'll just use like the big names because everyone knows the big names, right? Like the Facebooks, the Teslas, the the Googles, the all these other big companies, uh, Airbnb, Uber, uh, Lyft. Like the reason why they're able to grow so ridiculously fast is because they get millions and millions and millions of dollars in funding. Now, those are definitely the unicorns. Those are the ones that like that everyone knows. But basically, like, you know, they have this idea. They go out to, you know, they pitch their, their businesses to investors and they start raising money, right? And even uh, Uber, like, even Twitter right now, I don't think Twitter has been profitable or is that profitable um, since in this since its inception, right? Like these businesses, like Uber, Uber for the longest, and I don't know if they turned a profit, um, but they have they were not profitable for ninety percent of their lifespan, as far as like since the since they since the um, the idea was created to just a couple of years ago, they have not they have not been turning a profit. And that's a lot of companies, Airbnb, Uber, Tesla, like for many, 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 many years, they are running their business at a loss, meaning every year they don't make a profit yet. You know, how, how does a founder get paid millions of dollars? How do they have, you know, 300 employees? How do they have, how do they afford everything? How do they afford expansion? How are they building, you know, new headquarters? How are they, you know, getting all these new things, but they're, but they're not turning a profit? 
it's through the, through the funding. It's through the investors, right? So, and I I, I want to give you this perspective because it helps. It just it helps to have these different perspectives on how other companies grow, and and just just to shine light on what others do other than just a, a, a local detailing business. Not that this applies at all to a local detailing business because it doesn't by any means, but it's interesting to see how others do it. Um, and in any way, can that be, you know, can can you, because a, a, a big thing that I do is I look at other industries just to see what they do, right? Like just to see like, okay, well, how, how did they grow, right? Like, and I watch all industries, right? I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's boring. I don't care if I like it. I don't care if it's like, you know, I don't care if, if it's like whatever, like if it's a business and I can learn something from there, I'm going to learn something from there. So let's take a look at uh, Uber real quick. And this is not going to be accurate um, to the T, but I will give you a quick, quick, quick little rundown. So um, their first, let's see here. Actually, it's not going to show me everything. Anyway, so like, oh, here we go. So on their seed round, um, of Uber, right? Which is like the friends family. It's like the first, it's the, it's like the, the most, like if you want to get down, if you want to get in a company at ground level, you would do it on the seed round. Um, so on the seed round, the amount that Uber raised was 1.6 million, right? So whoever it is, a bunch of people or organizations, um, were like, here's, here's $1.6 million for the idea. Go start it, right? Go hire someone, go hire a couple of people, go hire engineers, go hire whatever and get the product moving. Um, and a year later, can I not escape this? A year later, let me see here. A year later, they raised, uh, the first series A of, uh, $11 million. And then their, their series B was 32 million there. Uh, and then it just keeps on going and going and going. And once you get to like their series, uh, G, which was in January of 2018, they are raising $1.8 billion. And this is raising money. This is not revenue. This is not like, this is literally just a bunch of uh, uh, organizations, companies, individuals that want to fund and get some form of equity in the company. And they give them $1.6 billion. Um, and in their latest one, or not the latest, but what I'm getting at is like these companies get a ton of money from venture capitalists, from, you know, these firms to just say, hey, here's more money. Go grow. Go grow. So they have that advantage of like, they don't have to run, they don't grow their business off of cash flow. Because they're not even profitable, but they're the way they're able to keep on running. They're, they're, the the way they're able to grow is by the funding that they get. Um, so it's it's a completely different mindset between you know even if if I came to you right with your detailing business and I was like, hey man, I can give you a hundred thousand dollars right now. Just give me thirty you know, whatever twenty percent uh, ownership in your business. Like you can do a lot more things if you have the injection of cash versus if you're just starting with five hundred bucks a month, right? Um, and again, it just, it's, 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 it's just, uh, interesting to see the different, um, the different types of ways businesses grow, right? Not that this is applicable in any way to a detailing business, but just to have the, the, the perspective of like, oh, so that's how they do it. Okay. So I can see the pros. I can see yada, yada, yada. Okay. So, you know, again, not that it's applicable, it just, it's, it's really, at least in my perspective, it's, it's good to understand these things. So let me go back here to my notes. Um, so for instance, like on, for, you know, c- coming straight back to our business, like, could I go get a loan and, you know, just use that and, and buy more things? It's like, yes. And right now I feel comfortable not getting a loan out and, and just using everything, you know, based on the cash that we, that we, uh, that we, um, that we get, that we generate. 
And it's like, but will I will I never go and get a loan? It's like, no, of course not. If it makes sense, if it's at that point, if 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 our business is at that point where it's like, man, like we really need a bigger, you know, cash injection. What's my what are my options? Okay, let me go see what, like what kind of loans are out there, right? Like I, I am I'm I'm definitely not saying I'll never not I'll never get a loan, or I'm not saying I won't ever get a loan because I know it's all dependent on the situation, on the business, and you know, like just having cash helps you be more flexible, right? Like if the cash runs out, not that you're out of the game, but like you are just a lot more restricted on your options, right? So like right now we're spending about like, you know, after, I mean, actually I should check because I, I don't know the exact number, but let's say like 500 or like 700 bucks a month on ads, on Google, Google ads. And it's like, if we didn't have those valuable funds, we would probably spend what, 100 to $300. And it's like, that has an impact on the operations, right? Um, you know, assuming a bunch of other factors, but like if we're spending, you know, $200 a month, that's different than spending $600 a month, right? And it's like that having cash, like for you guys, like that are just starting, it's like, yeah, like you're able to, you know, buy a bit more tools and products. You're able to go and get trained. You're able to get that website, get that camera. You're able to, you know, you're able to not stress so much about getting you know, by, by being super profitable in the early phases of your business because you have cash, let's say, from, like, you know, your day job, um, which is why I always say, like, if, if you have a day job, even if you don't like it, you hate it, but you have a steady, uh, a steady stream of income coming in, that greatly benefits you because you're not at that strain of, like, hey, like, every dollar, I need to I need to get every dollar in because, like, I'm, I'm running my life off of this. Now, of, of course, like, over time, once you go full-time, that's the plan, but I'm saying more in the beginning phases. That's why I always say like, hey, don't, you know, don't quit your job if you don't have a steady stream of income. Or, hey, if you're if you're struggling in your detailing business, if you can't figure things out, if you're like in a desperate mode of like, hey, I need something to happen, go get a job, right? Because that's going to greatly help you um, grow your business because you're not stressing so much and you're not, th- you're not having such a short mind, uh, 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 mindset of like every decision has to go and make money. And if it doesn't, then you're, then you're done, you know? Um, and I, I, I touched on this last episode as well. Um, if you want to go back and listen to it of like the difference between having, um, a long-term mindset and a short-term mindset and how a short-term mindset can typically, you know, spiral you down a a bad road that just lead you in a position you don't want to be in. So, um, I'm going to end the episode right here. Cause I think I went through all my, um, well, I have one last point here is that that's, that's why you want to put as much of the money back into your business so it can keep on growing. Um, and I've already touched on that uh, earlier, but it's like, again, it, it's all dependent on your business. Um, if you're the type that that has a certain number in mind that you want to get to $7,000, $12,000, $19,000, $35,000 a month, um, your level of action and commitment and how you strategize your finances will be much different than someone that wants, that is, that want, that will just stay at, you know, $5,000 a month. Like it's going to be completely dependent on how you want to grow your business, how fast you want to grow your your tolerance for risk, um, your lifestyle, um, like so many factors. That's why it's like you can't worry about anyone else's opinion because it's like there's just so many things that factor into how you grow, how you run your business that no one should judge or 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 you know unless asked upon like asked for like don't worry about what what anyone else is saying. So I'll end it right here. Again, next week on the 17th, I believe, I will be opening up enrollment 
into my uh, online marketing course, SEO for Detailers. So that's not this Friday, but next Friday. Um, SEO for Detailers, that's what's helped us um, grow past $10,000 per month. It's what gets our phone ringing, our emails, you know, getting a bunch of forms um, filled out on our website. It's what, you know, it's, it's where a majority of our business comes from is through search engine optimization. And that's getting your website ranked on the first page of Google in your local area for targeted keywords. So if you're in, let's say, you know, Austin, you'd want to get, you'd want to rank for keywords like Austin auto detailing, Austin mobile detailing, Austin car detailing. Um, because like, you know, every month, hundreds and sometimes thousands of people per month are searching for those detailing services. So if you can rank your website on the first page of Google, and be one of those links that people click on, you have the opportunity to get a customer. So anyways, I'll end it right here. You can download the ultimate guide to start your detailing business. You can get on the waiting list, the SEO for details waiting list, and check out any other links I have in the description box down below if you're watching this on YouTube, or if you're watching this on, or watching this, if you're listening to this on podcast, just check the show notes and all those links will be there as well. Thank you very much for this episode. Hopefully it wasn't boring since we were just talking about cash, but that's a pretty important topic. Thank you, everyone. And I'll talk to everyone on the next one. Bye-bye.